Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Thankfully, Jet Fox, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And anywhere, anywhere I say fine podcasts are available, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Holy cow, Larson, I asked everybody... To leave a rating, a ranking, a review on the uh, Apple iTunes you did. thing. And, man, it what a great success Goes that was. to show results. Oh, look, we got audio. <laughs> goes to show that results uh, will, will happen. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look right now. Categories. First of all, thank you, Jared. You wish uh, me happy birthday. Thank oh, you to everybody yeah. on Twitter. Wish oh, yeah, me happy birthday. I, do that. I appreciate it. It's your birthday today. Is yeah. it bugging me that we can't see that screen right there? We're just going to have to deal with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's your birthday. This is a piece of paper I have. It's your birthday present. Okay. There are items in on the in, on the way in the mail. Okay. I would like to give this to you. All it's right. your card. These are paid for, so you can't say no, I don't want them. It's already done. <laughs> You gotta wear them too. Is this the punishment shirt? Um, no, that's a shirt you have to wear. I mean, that's just a shirt that you're gonna well, wear. I guess you're paying for it, so I have. I'm to. paying for it. It's your birthday gift. So, uh, thank you for yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve got for me uh, the uh, this Okada shirt. I know you can't see it. Yeah, it's the cool. It's the cool yeah, Okada cool shirt. shirt. I think it's relatively new. Maybe not. Yeah, it is. It's, okay. It's just no more than two or three months old. Okay. And then a Bullet Club Hunter one. Not Bullet Club. I got you Bullet Club Hunter okay. shirt. Hunter. Yeah. So there you go. Thank are you, you? Are you? Has it been confirmed that you're going to uh, Bola Night Two with me? Yeah. Okay. That's what you, know. you got to wear that. The Okada one, cool. Done. No, the Bullet Club Hunter. Well, shirt. I don't think you get to dictate the terms to that degree. I think that's part of your birthday present. You're so old now. I am. Yeah. 
Anyways. I have reason to be grumpy. I'm getting old. Is our audio okay? Hold on. Yeah, we checked a little bit ago. Don't you remember? I want to make sure that we're not like on a weird loop. Sometimes that happens. I think we sound great. We sound fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's get on with the show. Thank you yeah. for the gifts. I appreciate it. I we're will, also available. I on will the wear a Bullet Club Hunter shirt. I want to say thanks to everybody for hanging out with us yesterday during yeah, the was, live stream. That was a long day, but fun. It was a blast. You know what's funny is that SummerSlam, so we're here talking about SummerSlam, obviously. SummerSlam did not feel as long as sort of I figured it would. Mm. Oh, yeah, we slipped back off the top 200. Well, it kind of did. Uh, keep in mind that we uh, missed the first hour and a half of the pre-show. Yeah. So you have to add that to the overall experience. Um, also, during the uh, the cast Big Show match, mm-hmm. uh, time was definitely moving slower. There was a, a point in the show, that one, that match, and then the match that followed it. What was it? Oh, yeah, that Orton Rusev uh, hunk of crap mm-hmm. where the show really slowed down. And it seemed like it took the air out of the audience too. Oh, okay. So yeah. So you could. You, there was a palpable sense of, oh, this is this is a drag right now during the the bits you were talking about. Yes. Um, I think maybe because we had like three thousand people watching along with us and looking at the various forms of, ch- and then like watching the show and being able to comment. It definitely helps. I'll put it this way. It definitely helps to make uh, a five hour pay per view. Uh, it helps to make it a group experience. Yeah, there's distraction from the boredom of the show. Right, exactly. So maybe that's maybe that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Next time we have a live stream, maybe tune in. If you felt that the show was a drag, maybe tune into one of our live streams. If you haven't watched SummerSlam yet, you can still watch our uh, reactions live stream on YouTube. Yeah, we queue up some sync points a couple times. I don't know if anybody in the comments has left a full rundown of, like, the time bits for the reactions. I was planning yeah, on, like... Yeah, so did, so did. Oh, they did? Okay, yeah. I'll have to pin it to the... I'll have to pin it to the top of the comments. I'll do that later on today when we're done here. Um, let's, before we continue, a, a quick programming note. Um, this review is going to go up right away. So mm-hmm. we're streaming it. Right. Um, later tonight, we will have, have our NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 Correct. review. Tomorrow morning, first thing. For all you Dan lovers out there, NerdCube has returned to YouTube here at Going In Raw, the place where he started this podcast along with us. Yeah. We've got highlights and lowlights with Dan, with Nerd Cubed. Yeah. Um, Going for, first thing tomorrow morning. So we're giving you, you the guys, the people out there who want the, the just, just the Steven Larson essence. Mm-hmm. Is right now, our SummerSlam review. And then the people who want Dan, who sometimes needs to be filled in a little bit with what's been going on. Yeah. But that's part of the charm of having Dan on the show. Yes. We're going to give you guys that, too. Yeah. So you get both worlds. You get your cake and you get to eat it, too, yeah. here with Going In Raw. Yeah. So let's kick off with the pre-show, SummerSlam pre-show. We had the empty, this was a gimmick match, an empty arena match. It was It was a tag, six-man no. empty arena match. Well, let me ask you this. This seems to be some sort of miscommunication. Like if nobody was, was shows the, up. The Barclays Center wasn't told that the doors were supposed to open at a certain time, or uh, uh, the Barclays Center didn't tell WWE that the doors were opening at a certain time because there was maybe like 200 people in the arena, it looked like, when this match started. Yeah. And it was such a distraction that they could not pay attention to anything. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, especially when, when, when uh, uh, the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan were walking down the ring and. Like, the people that were sitting right at the back by the ramp, they were there. Mm-hmm. A few other people there. And there was a long stretch with oh nobody. Stretch. And then a few more people. Yeah. And there was a whole side on the floor where the where the hard cam is. Like, anybody was there. Mm-hmm. Empty. Hmm. By the time the second uh, match, the Cruiserweight title match, 
the arena had filled in somewhat. Mm-hmm. So it didn't look like it was completely desolate, mm-hmm. like a GFW show. Some people are saying that I'm having mic problems here on the live show. Uh-oh. How's my audio? I'm testing my audio right now. I didn't... The, the empty arena thing didn't bug me. Oh, it bothered me. As much did it. Yeah. Um, it Because I kind of... I don't know. I kind of knew... I kind of knew that that was sort of the... Well, I mean, you don't expect the packed arena one right. from the very start of the pre-show. But no, no, I knew it was empty there. beforehand because people had mentioned that. Uh, and so, because I watched it this morning. Uh, and so... Well, by people, you mean me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of... Yeah, I, I think I saw some on Twitter, too. Um, I kind of uh, I kind of realized that that would be the case going into it. So I didn't really pay too close attention to it. I'm going to do a quick audio check here because we're live. Sounds fine to me. Just don't mess with your mic. He said, "Now it's good." I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back over here. This is the thing about doing live shows. Yeah, sometimes you encounter technical difficulties. Yeah, exactly. Especially with us. Although, hey, on the way today, on the way today, I'm not messing with it. Um, Our Elgato face camera thing. Oh, the new thing. Yeah, the new thing. So maybe this stream will look. Although it looks great here. This is when you blow it up like full screen. But this is like a ridiculously high uh, uh, resolution. Yeah display um anyways yeah the match was what it was it was kind of i mean it was a curiosity that they had the hardy boys uh the intercontinental champion and then the uh the product of not just kurt angle but the big kurt angle storyline all in the pre-show all very first match exactly i know yeah um i mean how i understand that maybe the plan was for jason jordan to challenge for the intercontinental title uh, during the main card of SummerSlam. Right, right. And then they realized, oh, that might not be the best idea this soon. Yeah. So they held back on it, but the story developed some. But you got to have the Intercontinental title defended on the show. Yeah. you got to do it. No, I don't think anybody predicted that Jason Jordan... Number one, like, I don't know how much... I'm so, I get nervous when it's not near me. Well, just find a comfortable spot for it and don't touch it. Comfortable now, baby. I don't know, like, why they didn't have a grander plan for this Jason Jordan thing. Because it was, the, the build-up to it was popping ratings to a degree. Mm-hmm. A lot of people tuned in. A lot of people tuned in for um, the reveal. Uh, it was a hot storyline. And they just did nothing with it. And I get that it's too soon for him to have, you know, got an Intercontinental title shot. It's just this was the match. I mean, I'm actually glad this match was on first because I did not care one bit yeah, about any of considering we just saw this match on Raw. Yeah. Match. Yeah. Exactly. Hold on. Ty Perez, $2. Happy birthday to Larson. Also, his girlfriend, Andrea. Oh, nice. Thank you, Ty. You share a birthday with quality people. So I didn't. I don't Tyler, uh, sorry, uh, Trent Seven's birthday today, too. Oh, interesting. And another wrestler. I forget who, though. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Coldwater Larson. Yeah, I don't know. This, this, I, I couldn't care less. Miz pinned Jason Jordan with a skull-crushing finale. Jason Jordan was uh, booked pretty strong in this. Yeah. But... Uh, he did. He uh, he missed a tag. I mean, the Hardys were supposed to have a thing. The Hardys were supposed to have a thing with the Revival. Yeah, I know. I know. So, you know, what are you going to do? They're injury-prone. Uh, next up, we had a fantastic match. Uh, Neville, by the way, how much did you love Neville's ring gear? Oh, it was great. It was it was it was all just glistening white. It and was silver. Looked very yeah, and silver looked immaculate. It was looked very great. good. Um, we were both surprised. Uh, Neville went over here. Yeah, Neville we were both expecting Tozawa to regain. regained his uh, cruiserweight title from Akira Tozawa. Fast pace match again. Uh, mm-hmm. Tozawa's previous shoulder injury came into play. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Leading up to this, too, including uh, the last episode of 205 Live, uh, you know, Neville had been seen a couple times um, on the pre-show at uh, TakeOver, in the crowd at TakeOver. Uh, over the weekend, they, I think, showed the, um, they showed the, what's it called? Uh, up, Up, Down, Down, Rocket League yes. finals, where him and Sasha Banks took on, I believe, AJ and Charlotte. Yes. I think those yeah. were the teams. Yeah, he was still very much in character. And he was the entire time. And this was, I mentioned this on the live stream. He is the one guy, or he is one guy, who I can point to and say, you know what? It actually does help my, the, the, the immersive experience of getting into 205 Live and his program. When he seems so dedicated. When he seems so dedicated. Yeah, no, I agree. And so there, I mean, there is that element. In terms of like, you know, injuries being caved. But, you know, if I saw Neville hanging out, on you know, out on the tour taking tourist pictures with you know Titus O'Neil, it internally would have killed this a little bit for me. What if he was out doing tourist stuff? He still looked miserable. I would be fine with that. Okay, I would be totally fine with that. If he lives it on the outside, it does. Add, and I don't expect them to do it because yeah. they're performers. Yeah, but it does add. Maybe he really is kind of a grumpy person. Yeah. Do we have a super chat? We there? have two. One from Justin Desnoyers, five hundred yen. Um, says for happy birthday and for a sweet Brody shirt. That is a nice shirt. And also two dollars from Alto Voltaje. Larson wants a too sweet for his birthday. Not gonna happen. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I thought the I thought the match was was really good. I like Neville going over here only because it extends mm-hmm. this feud. I feel like if uh, Kira Tozawa, which we both thought he would retain. The, the good, I mean, that's the thing about 205 Live. They're really good at extending feud without making them boring. Right, or exactly. Redundant. Yeah. And on top of that, it was a clean victory for Neville. Yes. So, I mean, you know, he, he played dirty but didn't cheat, Yeah. Um, which is what he's supposed to do. Um, I, I love this. I, I thought it was great. I think the next time, especially given that this is sort of a taste of what we can expect the next time Neville loses his championship, I'm really looking forward to that now. Yeah, me too. Because we see... How invested he is when he loses the title. Yeah, that just... belt means so much to him. Exactly. Like when and he thus... grabbed it from the ref and just stared at it. Didn't yeah. acknowledge anybody else. Nope. Stared at it. It was great. I love it. Someone values that belt so much, it elevates the belt. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A yeah. lot. And he's done He's done wonders for that. Oh, he's yeah. great title. Yes, he has. Uh, next, show. we had uh, the Usos versus the New Day for mm-hmm. the SmackDown tag team titles. The New Day came out. Dropped the promo before the match, wearing ring gear. A uh, commentary said, "Inspired by the Red Lantern." You said that's a very obscure reference. Well, fill me in. Okay, the Red Lantern, from what I understand, is a DC Comics thing. They did a they did a uh, a storyline with the Green Lantern mythos. Yeah, where I don't know the I don't know the extent of it, where it was revealed that like every color on the spectrum had their own variation lanterns. Um, and so you had like yellow lanterns out there, red lanterns, blue lanterns, and then eventually like the white lantern. I think there was the black lanterns and then like the, the white lanterns was like the conglomerated thing. Um, and the red lanterns apparently are the rage filled lanterns. Yeah. And, uh, they, the commentary noted that their costumes were in homage to the red lanterns to show off their rage. That is like the nerdiest reference. Talk about like a stretch. Stretch. That was a, an extremely nerdy uh, reference there. Uh, before we continue, we got some more super chats. Johan Solo, 
$2. Who is buried more, Corbin or Rusev? We'll get to that question later. Yeah, Emilio Hernandez, $5 off topic, but did you guys see the newly released cards for Destruction? Oh, no. And King of Pro Wrestling, have not seen those. Check those out. I'll check those out when we're done. So that led to the Usos versus the New Day. Um, this was, you, you think this was the... Uh, the best wrestling match of the, of the whole night. The actual wrestling match. And I'm... The main I'm, event was tons I'm of fun. I'm hard-pressed to disagree. The I main event was tons one. of fun and it had t- a lot of really enjoyable high spots. The main event was my favorite match of the night. Yeah, yeah. But I think after Lesnar got carted off, mm-hmm. um, it was still fun, but once the high spots weren't exactly there, it was, just, it was still a fun match, but not as spectacular right. as the first part of the match was. So right. I think from bell to bell, this SmackDown tag title match was the most enjoyable wrestling, pure wrestling match of the entire card. The Usos have such great chemistry as a team. Yes. The New Day, obviously, yes. has amazing chemistry as a team. And these teams together have amazing chemistry yes. with each other. They have other. not we put on a this, bad match. We've said this before, you know, like, yeah, they have not put on a bad match. Their matches are always really, really good. Um, and this is this is right in line with everything we've seen from them. Yeah. Um, at one point, the New Day did hit their finisher, and then Jimmy Uso came in and broke it up. Shortly after that, Jay picks up Xavier Woods and just throws him over the top rope yeah. onto Jimmy and Kofi. Was it Kofi? Okay, that sounds right. Um, and then Kofi gets thrown to the ring steps. Mm-hmm. Um, right after that, Big E hits uh, Jay with the suicide dive to the ropes. I, you know, the Big E suicide dives always scare the crap out of me. But, man, he launched himself. Usually he does the thing like you can tell when they're taking a suicide dive off. And that, I, I say that tongue-in-cheek yeah, because you don't really take any suicide dives off. But when they sort of jog towards the suicide dive and just sort of launch themselves and almost hug the guy yeah, and then yeah, land. yeah, yeah. yeah. This was Big E flying yeah. with all the power of the Red well, Lanterns. It's, it's part suicide dive, part spear. Yeah, 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 exactly. He went out. Yeah. He went out there. So I was very happy he didn't kill himself. Yeah. Um, but it was a very impressive looking suicide um, The finish saw Big E in the middle of the ring. Um, ate a bunch of super kicks from mm-hmm. the Usos. Yeah. What, there was one each and then one in, and then one in stereo from each of them, right? Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a Young Bucks thing. Yeah. I mean, I know they've done it before, but I know it best. Like, they'll just... I, I love when the Young Bucks will take, like, three guys. Oh, and just, like, bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Um, after that, the Usos hit a double splash to the top rope, and they are your new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Surprising Again, finish. we were surprised. But uh, if it keeps this feud going, I'm all for it. It was a pleasant surprise. And, I, I again, this is one of those things where... The New Day are the New Day. They don't need championships to, to you know for stories to be built around them. I kind of feel like the Usos need them more than the New Day. Uh, that's just, that's my yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Say this this match goes on in I don't know another or for another two or three months. Mm-hmm. Trade the belts a couple times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'll do wonders. It's okay, you to can do elevate that. the Usos to the level mm-hmm. of the New Day. Yeah, and then you have two. Really good established uh, tag team of SmackDown to anchor that division. Yeah, because yeah. it needs it right now. It's it's the New Day, the, and then slightly below the Usos, and there's a huge drop off. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we have one super chat here from Mickey Daly, two pounds. Which title change shocked you? Shocked you the most? We'll get to that. Uh, probably probably Natalia winning. Yeah, but even that, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. Oh, I know. 
I don't know if there was. I don't know if there was a situation where I would have been, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. I'm not sure if any of these surprised me so much or confused me so much. Like uh, gender winning didn't necessarily surprise me. How it was booked surprised me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but first, before we get to that, let's talk about um, the KFC promo. Oh, wow. The integration, of course, SummerSlam was brought to you by KFC and Cricket Wireless, Yeah, I believe. And uh, I didn't notice any yeah. amazing integrations with Cricket Wireless, but I did notice that you know, they had like auditions. Yeah, so Dolph reprised his role as Colonel Sanders. World's best chicken sandwich, huh? There you go. Um, and then other WWE superstars were trying to take that role. Right, exactly. Auditioning. And then we found out who won the role of Colonel Sanders. It was none other than the returning HBK, the heartbreak kid, Mr. WrestleMania himself, Shawn Michaels. Who came out? I marked out so hard. It was hilarious for HBKFC. I, I number one, it's official. I'm signing him to W Steve W okay. starting next week. Okay, only because I don't have time to create him today. Number two, um, his weird. You said like 25 percent old man. Well, trot. first you said 50 50. Uh, yeah, H, you know like HBK, HBK and old man. Stopper. Yeah. Uh, uh, HBK performance plus 50% old man. Yeah. I said, no, it's more 75% HBK, 25% old man. He was injecting a little bit of old man in him. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was great. I just loved it. And apparently, Courtney, apparently you read... Yeah, on uh, Cage Side Seats, a rumor roundup this morning said that uh, that part was originally written for Ric Flair. Yeah. Who, obviously, due to his health uh, troubles of, of late, couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, so we got HBKFC. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was fantastic. And who doesn't love HBKFC? Um, next up, we had uh, backstage, we had Paul Heyman <laughs> grabbing fantastic. the mic and uh, starting to talk up Brock Lesnar. And Braun Strowman cuts him off, grabs the mic, and says what? You talk too much. <laughs> Which is absolutely true. And that was all he said. It was great. I know. It was, yeah, that's all we needed. It was great. All right. So that led us to the main card. Yep. Now that we've uh, talked about it for 20 minutes now. Uh, that led to the main card, which was uh, started off with John Cena again. Hold on a second. Uh, Fatty Two NV, five dollars Australian, biggest ups of the night. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, John Cena versus Baron Corbin. Now I called this. I this week, man. I'm telling you, I, I know we traded two and two on predictions uh, for last night. NXT. I ran the table. That was all me, baby. I'm king. Yeah, I was, I was. I was expecting different call-ups essentially. That's why I picked NXT the way I did. I have the answers. Uh, you have the algorithm. Apparently, <laughs> I have the algorithm for predictions. Um, this I called a mile out. This was a supreme. Well, I'm not going to say it's it's, it's it subprime, it but was, this was a burial. It was a pretty solid burial. John Cena had I. I've never seen, only one man, all well, two men really, have mastered the burial face. One is John Cena, and two is Triple H. Triple H, he just walks around with burial face because he knows, especially these days, he has the power to bury anybody and anything he wants. Yeah, I mean, I guess Vince ultimately has burial face. Yeah, he does too. But uh, but John on Cena, camera. yeah, on, on camera. camera, on camera, it's all Triple H. John Cena, he was, was having such a good time. He was so giddy. He was so giggly, and it just screamed, Burial City. Well, he started the match, like, toying with Baron, and then goes outside the ring, uh, says something to JBL. What did he say? Oh, he says, I- I'm in his head. <laughs> or this is all in his head. You know, this is all obviously following his failed Money in the Bank cash in. He puts on JBL's hat, flashes the 
largest smile I've ever seen on him. Grin from ear to ear. Runs back in the ring. Yeah, the, the match has some back and forth, and there's a period of time where Baron Corbin looked like there was a potential small chance he could win. No. But it took all of one. He had a, like a little bit of offense. It took all of one attitude adjustment to pin Baron Corbin. The only Everybody kicks out of the attitude adjustment on SmackDown. Everybody kicks out of a single attitude adjustment on SmackDown. On SmackDown. On a pay-per-view. Yeah. It should take at least two. It takes, yeah, sometimes three. Like, if you're Sami Zayn, you can kick out of a good three of them. Even Rusev, uh, even Rusev can kick out of a couple of those. I don't know Sami kick out of three. Sami would kick out at least one. Oh, Cena loves Sami Zayn. Oh, I know. And that's it, what it, it boils maybe, down it, it to. Might, it might take a top rope AA to finish off Sami. That's what it boils down to. How much does Cena really like you? I know. As a person, but more importantly, as a worker. Yes. I think that, and I think they're hand-in-hand hand with Cena. Um, I don't think Cena likes Baron Corbin at all. I, I, I think that this Personally, was, professionally, or both? I think this is like Bischoff Luger. Personally and professionally, I don't think John Cena likes Baron Corbin. I don't think he respects Baron Corbin at all. Could be. I don't know. One attitude adjustment, and Baron was done. Oh, my gosh. That, that was probably my biggest mark. It was, it was HBKFC and Cena Baron Corbin. I thought it was hilarious. And I know we got a lot of Baron Corbin fans. I totally get You're that. one of them. Oh, do you share a birthday with uh, Pachiti? Oh, do I? Oh, yeah, I knew that. Samoa, yeah. Joe, uh, Samoa Joe Raleigh, uh, $2 Super Chat said happy birthday, and he thinks he... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One I think we... Uh, I think I remember that, yeah, that's right. That's right. Man, so yeah, that scene of burial, that was that was something else. That was my mark-out moment of the night right there. I mean, yeah. there was a couple of them, but that was a big one. It's so... Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. We both, and we've said this before, we said this on the predictions we've said on the SmackDown episode. We like Baron Corbin. We think that he well, has improved think, yes. greatly, and we saw potential in him. But we also saw him bury himself on Twitter by acting a fool. Yeah. And if this is true, uh, Matthew from Botchamania tweeted out that he heard Cena say, uh, when the crowd was dueling, let's go Cena, Cena sucks, chance, he looked over at Baron Corbin and said, they're not even thinking about you. I don't know if that's true because I didn't see it myself. Maybe Matthew was was clowning around. I don't know. Yeah. Um, or maybe it is true. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. I hope it is true. <laughs> Man, what a humbling that was. Yeah. But uh, and, and the thing is, I have I have faith that Baron can course correct. Yeah. He just needs to he stays off of social media for a little bit. Like understand that you don't have to. You don't have to respond to everybody that talks trash to you. Right. It's just Twitter. There's a mute button. It's just, there's a mute button. I have used the mute button several times. Same here. There are probably plenty of people out there who tweet rude things to me. They don't even know that I don't see them. Yep. It's a mute button. It's great. Anyways. Uh, next up, we had, uh, yeah, probably the most surprising. Well, I think I think primarily it was there surprising. There two surprising things. It was this, this match. The finish of this match was surprising. Natalia versus Naomi. Really good, really fun match. Mm-hmm. Um, was surprising because we had heard um, that they were planning on keeping the belt on Naomi for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, lo and behold, Natalia wins. Yeah, and there was, I mean, the big, I think the bigger thing was there was no, not even a tease of a cash-in. Yeah. And there was a picture of Carmella, and I wonder if this was all sorted out, right? Because didn't you say that the betting odds shifted, like, right before the show in terms of this match? 
Yeah. Yeah. Late, yeah, there's a late shift in the bidding on it. It wouldn't surprise me at all, if, because Carmella had, like, a really cool-looking outfit on with, like, a big dollar sign on it mm-hmm. that I think was posted, like, WWE's Instagram or somebody's Instagram, maybe yeah, it's hers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there had to have been something in the works. Maybe they were just tight on time. I don't know. Um, maybe I, I will almost guarantee that something's going to go down on SmackDown. Could. Um, I mean, I guess the show ended kind of at 8 o'clock Pacific on the dot. Yeah, it did, yeah. But, you know, they've run over yeah. on other pay-per-views before. I don't know why they were so adamant to get this one done right at 8. I don't know. I would imagine there's probably some contractual thing. Or maybe it's a, somewhere. It could be. I don't know. could be. I don't know. Um, Sarah Small, $2 super chat. Rude coming to the main roster, and happy birthday to me. Thank you. You think Rude's coming up tonight or tomorrow night? I don't know. I think it's going to be a SmackDown thing, right? Yeah. He feels like a SmackDown guy. Him and AJ Feuding for the U.S. title? Who wouldn't want to see that? Phenomenal. GFW Redux. I know. That's one reason I didn't know if they'd want to do that, though. Yeah. Look, man, at a certain point. I mean, you got Samojo, AJ Styles. I know. You, you mean, if you ship him to Raw, yeah, at a certain point. Mike Bennett. Feud with. Well, you don't have to worry about Mike Bennett anytime soon, I don't think. It doesn't seem like. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, Joe and, and Bobby Roode feuding at some point if Roode would end yeah. up on Raw. So I, I know. know. Something that's going to happen. You're going to have some crossover. I mean, they're basically, they basically have Ring of Honor on NXT now. I know. Dommy Ray, $2. Leo Rush confirmed. I know. Very exciting. Yeah. Leo Rush is great. Good stuff. Um, so, yeah, I imagine we're going to see some sort of cash-in shenanigans, something going on. Well, we start I think tonight, I think, th- I, let me ask you this, do you think, I think tonight and tomorrow are going to be, they're going to be booking these as if they were Raw and SmackDowns after Mania. I really get that feeling. I think we're going to get some call-ups. Um, we haven't heard anything on the on the wire about a shake-up, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we, if we saw some shake-up-esque things happening. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Next up, Enzo came out and delivered a promo. Oh, it was so long. Kinda gotta say it. I could care less. Really, I don't really. I don't really. Don't care. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. So he uh, he gets in the shark cage, gets raised above the ring. Yeah. Match between Cass and Well Big Show's really selling that uh that broken hand. hand. Yeah, yeah. It's like a soft cast looking thing on it. Yeah. Um. So this match is pretty boring. Um, pretty slow. <laughs> yeah. Kind of took the air out of the arena. I thought there was, I, you know what, you, you do what you can to try to make it fun. And so I, I try to look at the good things. I mean, and those thought, antics up in the shark cage were, I guess, moderately entertaining. I think here's my thing with it. Big Show was so was selling not just the hand. So, like, he delivered a knockout punch uh, Oh, your ass. Yeah, yeah. And, and he sold the broken hand. And they tried to tell a story, and I appreciate that. The vast majority of my recollection of this match was Big Show, like, knelt over, like, you know, bent over in pain, selling the hand. I didn't really feel like at any point there was any back and forth here. Yeah, and I think I, that's the thing, is that yeah. at no point did it feel like the the outcome of this match was in doubt. And then uh, Enzo, I talk about this on the highlights, lowlights with Dan. I actually kind of thought this was funny, how Enzo, again... Because of, at my predictions, called this, he used he tried to use himself as the object that was thrown down from the shark cage mm-hmm. to assist Big Show, but I think he actually just did more harm than good because they both ended up eating boots and losing. Yeah, cast one, not a surprise. It did take two boots and an Empire elbow to defeat the Big Show, though. Did Joey Ryan uh, tweet anything out about Enzo oiling himself up? Notice that. We got a couple super chats. Get John Paul Gill, five pounds. Happy birthday, Larson. Thank you. Have you heard Meltzer's review of the show? Um, he thought it was a little overcritical. And his question is, Rude taking Corbin's spot on the main card. 
essentially. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in terms of like you know, he was one of that spot as this you know heel, upper mid card heel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Pacifist, two dollars. He says, "Thank you, Cesaro. I agree." Oh, Cesaro. Oh, yeah, with your stupid beach ball mania problems. What? Jake uh, Weinreb, five dollars. Speaking of call ups, I'll be at Raw tonight. Will I see a call up? Yeah, I'll say yes. Yeah, I think you're going to. Wow, another super chat. My goodness, people. Taylor Sexton. This. How about you want to try to save the super chat for the end of the show? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can go back to him in the live dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Five dollars. Strowman, our generation, Steve Austin. He gets pops for messing people up while still technically a heel. I think he's just like the latest uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, people like destruction. Yep, people love destruction. They, they like destruction. The awesome feats of strength. Yeah, exactly. And destruction. Yeah. Yes. So please, by all means, if you want to keep on super chatting, yeah, we'll go ahead. Save him for the end of the show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, after cast and big show, we had a, a backstage segment with Kurt Angle and Daniel Bryan. It was all just gimmick infringement. Pretty much. They were doing each other's it lines. Was trash talk. Yeah. In gimmick infringement. But they're both so likable. Yes. That it just came off as oh charming. This, this is charming. Charming. Exactly. I'd rather charming. see these two go at it in the ring. But they seem to be really uh. uh, uh Amplifying tensions between the brands. Yeah. So I wonder if they're going to kind of have like a, a bidding war over some NXT. Oh, that could be because they were also yeah they were scouting at Takeover. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Angle was sitting there talking with uh, Roderick Strong. Yeah. Um, next, next up, uh, Randy Orton versus Rusev. So Orton comes out first. During his entrance, he's posing on the uh, the turnbuckle. Rusev attacks him from behind. We are officially on Rusev. Release watch. Release watch, yeah. Continue on. So, Rusev beats the hell out of Orton all around the ringside area. Uh, the ref finally tries to get the, the match started. Separates him, gets him in the corners. Orton's in his corner, selling injured, or selling the beat down. Mm-hmm. Bell rings. Mm-hmm. Rusev runs towards Orton. Orton just evades and gives an RKO match over. Ten seconds, I think it was. That was your match. You know, I'll say this, though. I'm just going to say this. I know it's not good. It's awful. I know it's awful. I get that. However, Rusev has all the potential. He can be a main event heel. Oh, yeah, he could. Absolutely. You love Rusev. I love Rusev. Given the choice between a match that lasts 10 minutes, knowing full well that Randy Orton is going to pull the win out. Or just getting it out of the way. Or just getting it out of the way. Yeah, that's fine. I'm totally fine with but, getting you know, it out of the way. I guess you could say that Rusev had a good showing because he, he, he beat down Orton before the match started. Yeah. There's something to be said for a good competitive 10-minute match. I know. you want. I mean, you want Rusev to look good. Yeah. But, but he kind of looks like a joke. Well, I'll put it this way. This wasn't a squash match. You well, call, this wasn't hold a squash on, hold match. On, hold on. If you're just counting from when the bell rang to the bell rang, it was a squash match. <laughs> A, no, a squash match is an extended period of time when one person is annihilated the way and they, gets off zero off. The way they book the RKO, it's pretty much one RKO equals five minutes of offense. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, man. I mean, look, man, Rusev, I don't think... It I, was lame. Rusev deserves better. I think Rusev, if, if the reports are true that Rusev is trying to negotiate his release, then this is exactly why that match happened the oh, way yeah. it did. Um, so that's why I think that we're that might happen in the next day or two. We'll see. We'll see. That's a bummer, though. It is a bummer because and, you know. And the, the funny thing is, and it it all depends. Look, man, it all depends on what you want out of life. 
You know, it, what's it, what, whatever you want out of your job, out of your career, how much you think you're worth, that all depends. I personally feel that they have treated Rusev, did, you know, have they put the world title on him? No. Do they treat him like a credible threat, like a star? Yeah, they do. He just fought Cena. Granted, it was a flag pole match, whatever the crap that was, mm-hmm. you know? But when Cena came back, Rusev was the first guy they fed him. I know Rusev he has established himself as 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 the jobber to the stars. He has. He's not lingering. He's not lingering there like on main events. Like they do use him in a fairly high profile way. I think him and Lana will be fantastic. And I know, I know, I'm going to catch heat for saying this. They'll be fantastic on Total Divas. Yeah. You know, like Rusev is. I think they use him in a, in a very important role in the company. Yeah. But if as an individual, if he feels like, hey, you know what? I could be doing more. I am a mark for the belt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I could be doing more. Dude, look. Here's the thing. His current position in the WWE is much higher than reigning GFW champion. And I think that that's kind of what he's going to end up being if he's not with the WWE. He's not going to go to New Japan. That's oh, not going to no, happen. I think that's a possibility. I don't think that's a possibility. I don't think he's going to go to Ring of Honor. I think he's a GFW guy. I hate to say that, but I think that ex League of Nations guys, they're going to they're GFW guys. I don't know. I think I think uh, Rusev's background um, lends himself to some deal of success in New Japan. I think it does. I think he. I think there's the possibility. I just don't think that. And because here's the thing, you and I kind of agree that Lana's probably going to stick around oh, with yeah, WWE. Yeah. They're not going to let her out of her contract. I'll so do you that. think he's going to be over there in Japan while she's all the way out? Well, I think the you know the the schedule in in Japan is far different than what WWE has to do. Yeah. So I just think if he's at the home base in GFW, and well, they do live in Nashville, and that's where GFW is based. It's a possibility. I hope not. I hope so, man. Give me something to talk about in my reviews. You're still, you're seriously not going to start watching GFW if Rusev shows up? Probably not. As Alexander the Great? Probably not. <laughs> oh, man. Let's continue on. Yes. Uh, next, we had a really short backstage segment between Sasha Banks and Bailey. Cry was booing Bailey. Yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter. I don't know who it was. Some random person, I think, said, uh, you know, it was just two years ago. That her and Sasha were putting on match of the year, basically. It was just last year we saw Bailey's last NXT match. Yeah. She was super over. Yeah, I, I'm not huge on, on, you know, you can not appreciate how people are handled by creative. I wouldn't boo them for that, you know? I don't get, I know. I don't get that, man. I, know. I don't get that. But people will do what people do. Um, Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. We both said this when they both came out. They both, they both had, had loose face. Both, they both had loose but face. But Alexa had super loose face. That was the most loose face I think I saw the entire night. Oh, yeah. That I don't know if I've ever seen super a loss face. as telegraphed as that one. And Sasha's loose face, you called it correctly, and I understood, had more to do with that weird... Uh, I don't know what the dinosaur was called in Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I made the joke, and then everybody started putting on... T- I didn't make the joke. I said that it reminded me of that yeah. because to everybody else it did too. Yeah, everybody thought up the joke. Not at the claiming same time. credit on that one. Yes, um, but everybody else was posting memes of that that ridiculous outfit she had on, um, and so I think that had more to do with uncomfortability 
But uh, Alexa Bliss coming out. I we've heard we've heard that they have they don't get along. They don't get along. That there's legitimate heat between the two. Um, and uh, and maybe Alexa was not happy. I don't. Alexa always she always kind of comes off as like a team player though. I I have no idea. I, I don't just, know. I you know you, you get a you get a glimpse of people's general disposition. Um, it, whether it's you know on their Instagram, on WWE social media, uh, when they're not in character. Yeah. And I don't. She just comes off like a team player. And she might very well be. She did the job last night. She did. She tapped out. She did this thing. Yeah. So maybe that's all the all we can expect. But man, she came out and her face was so in the loss column. Super loose face. Just I want to say this real quick. Uh, super chats. We will get to at the end of the show. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Uh. This was actually pretty, especially the first half of this match, pretty hard hitting. Mm-hmm. Um. And we both speculated that it was perhaps they were setting up for a, a potential Carmella cash in mm-hmm. for the Raw Women's Title. Yeah. Um, uh, at one point, uh, Alexa Bliss hits Twisted Bliss mm-hmm. off the top rope. Um, Sasha kicks out. Yeah. Alexa's beside herself. We had a couple spots with bank statement, mm-hmm. with the bank statement before Alexa finally tapped out. Yeah. Kind of surprised there was no Nia Jax. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kind of interesting, but you know, I mean, it's a, it's a packed show. You can't put everybody in there. You can't always have shenanigans. Correct. Um, I mean, we did have a lot of clean finishes going on. So yeah. That was good. Uh, next up, we had, uh, oh, man, oh, man, I put all sorts of raspberry jelly on you, man. Now you're the demon. Bray Wyatt versus the Demon King. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. So uh, Bray comes out, does his usual entrance. Mm-hmm. For Finn, he's starting to play. He's playing some mind games with Bray because mm-hmm. he comes out before his theme uh, begins. Um, there's a chorus singing. He's got the whole world in his hands, which, of course, Bray's been singing for years. Right, right, right. Um, and the story of this match was Bray trying to use his usual uh, mind game gimmicks, but Balor always had a comeback. Finn Balor. And uh, in the end, Balor got the upper hand, won with the coup de grace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was kind of a match that you'd expect from both guys. Yeah, it's a pretty typical Bray yeah. Wyatt match and also a pretty typical Finn Balor match. Yeah. Again, the only difference between uh, the normal Finn Balor and Demon Finn Balor is maybe a. 15% increase in aggressiveness. Right, 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 yeah. So, is what it is. It was a decent match, just, uh, you know, it was good, but nothing nothing really stood out as far as I could tell. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm usually good with, uh, I like, I like, I like what Bray Wyatt can do in the ring. I just, I honestly think that, now Bray Wyatt would be an interesting New Japan guy, because I think that, that that's kind of the difference. You, you can take sort of Bray Wyatt and Rusev, all right, to put them together, and this is why I think that, Rusev's better off than GSW. Because well, I hold think, on. I, think, I don't know if anybody's better off than GSW. I think there is that that empty, that, that unused, untapped potential of Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt can do a lot more in the ring than we've been led on to believe yeah. or that we've well, been allowed that, to see. I think see. that's the case with Rusev. Too. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I get the feeling. But I also feel like... Uh, uh, New Japan, a lot of their characters are very grounded, mm-hmm. whereas Bray obviously is not. Oh, so if yeah, he would carry a similar be, gimmick yeah. over to New Japan. He would really have to tone down the supernatural yeah. aspects of it, whereas yeah. Rusev wouldn't have to really change much of anything. And we know Rusev is a funny guy. He is funny. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. 
so much of New Japan is performance based and telling and showing us who your character is in the ring with unique performances. I don't know that's in, I don't know that's in Rusev's thing. I see him, you know, he's all we've seen really is this anti-American Bulgarian guy, and that itself is not going to translate to New Oh Japan. no, no, he wouldn't be able to do that. You know. Well, you um, don't think during the uh, the feud with Dolph, he showed some dimension to his character? Well, he showed some comedic chops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. We had uh, next up. This is a fun match. Yeah, and they gave it really fun. Tons of time. We had a uh, uh, Buckler versus <laughs> C Bar One and Two. C Bar, yeah. This was a running joke during this during this match on the live stream. So Seth comes out in his Deadpool Deadpool gear. Yeah, he a lot of red Deadpool pants. A lot of red. Uh, Dean tried to match him by just having his very basic D A logo in red on a on a hoodie on a black hoodie. Um, so they were kind of thematically together on the same page. But then once uh, Dean took the hoodie off for the match, it was just... He, he should have wore, like, some normal red chucks or something. Dean Ambrose, you know? yeah. Oh, I do like, though, that you pointed out during the stream that Finn... It kind of takes away oh, from, yeah, your, we've got from his, your demon mystique. When he's got Nikes on. When he's got Nikes on. I know. Um, so anyways, it's uh, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins versus uh, Seamus Sanzaro. Do-do-do-do-do for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Um, Ambrose... Kind of early on was knocked out of this match after Sheamus gave him a broke kick on the outside. Yeah, it happened pretty so early. Probably for the first quarter of the match, Ambrose was just laid up on the uh, the mat on the outside. Right, right, right. Um, so Seth had to do a lot of the heavy lifting for the first quarter through mm-hmm. the match. Ambrose finally comes in, and you know it's all classic Shield stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, favorite part of this match, maybe the favorite part of the whole show. Cesaro goes to the crowd, rips apart a beach ball with his bare hands. He can't stand beach ball mania. I can't stand Beach Ball Mania. I love Beach Ball Mania, man. We're going to forever differ on that. Oh, absolutely. You know what I might do? I might bring a Beach Ball to No Mercy. Get seats not next to you. Really? Or I'm going to do a Cesaro myself. Oh, no. With my bare hands. I've been working out. I might be able to do that now. Oh, rip a Beach Ball? Yeah. <laughs> the hardest part is just getting through the, the, the I guess it's made of vinyl. I, don't know it's made I can't out. believe it'd be that difficult to rip a Beach Ball. I mean, maybe if you're if you're doing it a certain way, but if you really get in the scenes, I think you might be. Uh, it's just once you puncture, once you puncture, once you puncture, once you puncture, 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 puncture gets to be the hardest part. Probably. Um, anyways, lots of fun stuff here. We had the uh, the the shield doing their double suicide dive, their yeah. tandem suicide dive. I do wish that the entire match was them. You know, they should watch down the ramp like that. They should have walked hand in hand. And then one time we, they did it at the end after they won. Oh, that was a massive bomb. It was a horrible. It was botch. a wonderful bomb. <laughs> like it was like that. <laughs> it was like. And they eventually get on the same. They did that finally, I know. So the finish, uh, uh, Seth hit his finisher. I still don't know what it's called. (laughs) Does that have a name yet? I don't think so. And then uh, Ambrose is there, hits the Dirty Deeds on Sheamus, gets the pin. Mm -hmm. New Raw Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Next major feud against Authors of Pain probably after they have the rematch with Sheamus and Cesaro. Really? Oh, I hope so. That'd be great. Oh, man. Are the Authors of Pain put on their full Ninja Turtle gear? Yeah, I know. Oh, that'd be great. Hey, dude. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, did, what did Bruce used to do? Retro Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. That was, that was funny. great. Yeah, gnarly. Yeah. Then he'd kill himself. Oh, oh man. Uh, okay. After Good that. old machinima. Uh, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens for the United States title. Uh, I said this during the stream. Why can't they just let these two guys have a five star match? Ah, uh, man, I totally agree with you. We we, we talk about this at, at length in the highlights, lowlights uh, later on with yeah. Dan. But but no, we'll we'll reiterate here. Why couldn't they just have just? You've had three matches. 
two botches and one botch ref. Because Shane McMahon is a terrible ref. Terrible ref. The whole point of this match is to further a storyline between Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens. You have two of the best wrestlers, not only on your roster, but I'm sorry, in the world. No need to apologize. That's the truth. Kevin Owens and AJ Styles are two of the best pro wrestlers on the planet. They could both, well, we've seen one of them literally thrive in New Japan. Yeah. And the other one has thrived in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Obviously. Could do miracles in New Japan. And the thing is, in all their matches, we've seen glimpses of what could have been. And this match was good. It yeah. was still plenty good, despite the Shane storyline that was shoehorned into the Shane, match. Shane, who meddled more, Shane or Michael Hayes, Ric Flair versus Kerry Von Erich? I think Michael Hayes meddled more. <laughs> he was he was very hands on. Yes, very much so. And shirtless. Um, like I said, the Shane storyline unnecessary. This match was still still good enough though. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, early on, we saw Shane was going to play and roll because uh, AJ was climbing to the top rope. Owens pushed Shane. Mm-hmm. Shane goes into the ropes, knocks AJ off the top. Yeah. Um, there was a couple times that happened. Uh, Owens at one point um, was on the ground. Shane was checking on him. Owens grabs him, pulls him on top while AJ hits the springboard 450 splash. Yeah. Um, another time, Owens pushes AJ into Shane. Um, after that, AJ has Owens in the calf crusher. Owens is tapping out, but Shane's on the outside mm-hmm. coming too, so he can't. He doesn't see uh, Owens tap out. What did uh, Kevin Owens say? He said, "You get, you can fall off the building and you're fine, but that just killed you." Something, Something like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, there was this weird, this interesting spot that might have been a botch that was somehow transitioned to a Styles clash. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. They're yeah. able to improvise to that oh, degree. Oh, and I love. My new favorite seller for the Styles Clash is Kevin Owens because that dude puts his head so far back. He's touching AJ's butthole, basically. basically. Man. He's like this. Well, he's doing, he's both. He's doing a handstand yes, the whole time. Yes, he's like, this is not, yeah. He's doing a handstand, exactly. looking up. Yeah. So uh, right after that, Owens hits a pop-up powerbomb. Um, Shane goes to count the pinfall, but AJ's foot is on the ropes. So mm-hmm. he said, nope, wasn't a three count, two. Yeah. Kevin Owens beside himself. Yeah. Because I think... I think Shane actually counted three and then immediately waved yeah, it did. off he and did. said his foot's on the thing. And he said, no, it was a two count. Yeah. Um, shortly after that, AJ hits the phenomenal forearm, falls it up with Styles Clash, gets the win. Yep. This feud's done. This feud is done. On to Owens and Shane for Survivor Series, probably. Uh, what does it mean for AJ Styles? Maybe Bobby Roode. Oh, that'd be great. That'd Dare be I say glorious. It would be glorious. Uh, next up, we had match of the night: Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal. This is just a bummer of a match. Not, not necessarily the outcome is just the, this. This match was completely bereft of drama. I know, and it's it's Shinsuke Nakamura. Have him kick out of one coloss. Although, like, I'm so torn on it. I kind of appreciate that they booked the coloss so strong. I appreciate that. It's not necessarily that, but I just feel like if you know, he, he didn't even attempt to hit it a couple times. And Shinsuke got out of so, it. So, I mean, there's no drama to it whatsoever. I know. I know. The Sting brothers came into the ring, ate Kinshasa's. Mm-hmm. That was enough to distract uh, Nakamura enough so Jinder could get the uh, the cloth off. That was it. Now, if you have a title shot and you lose, do you then get a rematch? No. 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 Right? No. It'll happen. Oh, it will. See, I, I there, there's part of me thinks this is going to happen on SmackDown tomorrow night. I kind of think that they might do that. Has anything been announced for SmackDown? Is that what you're going to look up right no, now? Not, not the more. I, hold on, I'm looking something else. 
Because, yeah, I mean, the match, I just feel like they're, they do this. And last night we got, last night we got a lot of good outcomes. I thought we got a lot of, you know, there was, you know, there wasn't a lot of shenanigans. There weren't a lot of matches that were like, oh, we're going to get a better version of this on SmackDown. I feel like this is the one case where we're probably going to get a better version of this on SmackDown. Um, This is one reason why they're, because they're going to India? In September, yeah. Oh, in September. Yeah. Next month. Interesting. So Mahal will carry the belt through that tour. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But then why put Nakamura in that position? What, is Nakamura going to be eating losses in India the entire time? Are they going to get into an actual program? Or I don't know. Nah, man. That's what I mean. I mean, Yeah, I know, I know. Just, just, just do the card like we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Corbin and Nakamura and then Cena and Mahal. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. And lastly, the main event. Fantastic. Fatal four-way for the Universal title. Tons of fun. Magnificent way to finish your card. Yeah. Because regardless of what you thought about the rest of it, and nobody, I don't think anybody universally has said, this is absolute crap. Um, I mean, mean, the card as a whole? Yeah. There was... I thought it was fine. Ups and downs like any other card. I'm trying to remember last year. So we were at last year's SummerSlam. Um, I think this was on par because last year's SummerSlam had good and bad. This yeah. had good and bad. Yeah. Um, this was I, I knew going in. I was so happy. Oh, we both assumed this would just be absolute chaos, and it delivered. And it delivered. And I was so happy that they started this at seven thirty and not seven forty-five. Because like, oh wow, we get thirty. They, these guys get to just roam around. There was like not a lot of action inside the ring. It was all outside of the ring. Yeah, for the most part. There the was half. so much great, man. We had Roman Reigns. Spearing Brock through the barricade. Um, what did Joe Urinagi's Roman on top of the announce table? That and thing then, collapsed. Yeah, and then Strowman power slams Brock through one of the announce tables. Then he throws a chair at Roman and Joe. Then he goes back to Brock and power slams him through another announce table and then dumps the third announce table on top of him. Braun Strowman was the MVP of the night. Oh, gosh, He yes. established himself. I'm sorry. He solidified himself as true heir apparent to that Universal Championship. It is absolutely and totally believable, and people are going to mark out big time when Braun does win that title. And I don't want them to turn Braun face or turn Braun. I want let Braun be Braun. People will mark out for him. Just let him be himself. I said this on our highlights and lowlights video, or it'll go up tomorrow. People love seeing impressive feats of strength. They love destruction. And they love destruction. Yeah. Braun accomplished both those things. They love unapologetic destruction. Exceptionally well. Absolutely. Um, I think that I think Braun is killing it right now across the board. If yes. you look at that Juno read that mm-hmm, he did, mm-hmm. I thought that was that goes a long way. Like you'd never see Baron Corbin doing that. No. That was like one thing. Every once in a while it comes together. For a WWE superstar, when it's like, oh, so they're launching this guy, or they're, th- th- there's things happening where he is showing off, where he is being featured. You see him, you see him, you see him develop, and, and yeah, I know he's getting pushed, but everything about it feels organic. Yeah. He was on the red carpet at that, uh, the 2K kickoff party thing, and everything that I saw, he, he's a total natural. Mm-hmm. He is an absolute perfect fit. For top guy of the company. Yeah. He really is. And air, and in my opinion, heir apparent to, to Brock Lesnar. I know Brock is always going to be a singular guy. Yeah. Because he's legit UFC. Yeah, he like, has the fight background. He's yeah. got the bona fides. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm not saying that we're going to have another Brock Lesnar anytime soon. No, but in terms of a, a nearly unbeatable monster. And company guy. Brock yes. Brock looks out for himself. Braun, I feel, looks out for himself, but he's a company guy. Yeah. And you have to love that. Yeah. Um, uh, even after all that destruction, Braun grabs the steel stairs and just starts beating everybody with them. Yeah, it was great. And then just throws them in the ring. Because, like yeah, they nothing. take Brock away on a stretcher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Back in the ring, double choke slam to Joe and Roman Reigns again from Braun. Mm-hmm. Shortly after that, Brock makes his return. So they mm-hmm. take him out in the stretcher through the crowd, and, and he comes back down uh, the ramp. Um, Reigns hits the spear on Brock. Lesnar kicks out. Yeah. Strowman hits Joe with a power slam. Uh, Brock, who is on the outside, pulls the ref out as he's counting the three. Um, Brock <laughs> hits a power slam on Roman. Brock makes or uh, breaks up the pin. Yeah. This is like one of the few times we've actually seen desperation from Brock Lesnar. It's and it was great because you there there needs to be okay, so last year when he took on Randy Orton, it was that that was like the pinnacle of my like I'm over Brock, Brock yeah. Lesnar yeah. thing. He didn't seem to care at all. He milled about, he dropped a lot of German suplexes, he opened up Randy Orton, which was really gross. You know, like I I like blood. I like blood matches, you know, I think it's great. But when it's obvious that, like, Brock Lesnar just opening up a guy well, and, like, potentially concussing like, the crap out of yeah. him, yeah, exactly, then I'm like, you know what, I don't need to see that. Um, it, there was zero effort on Brock Lesnar's part last year. This year, when you have to break up two you dude, we have seen Dana Brooke. We have seen <laughs> how, not look, it is not easy no. to break up. Quick, you know, like the, the the margin of error is so slim to break it up and, and have it I mean like you can go in and break it up at one, but that's not dramatic. Right, exactly. To break it up when that hand is an inch away from the ground, yep. to grab the ref when that's happening, to have the presence of all. Brock doesn't do that very often. Mm-mm. So for him to be engaged in the match, for him to be earning his paycheck, yes, and to value that title, we don't see it very often. Nope. And we saw that last night from Brock Lesnar. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I think, me too. I think Brock, number one, really, really likes Samoa Joe. Who yeah. Samoa Joe seemed to be having a – even though Samoa Joe was – He was he was playing the opportunist role in this match. Yeah, he was. He was. Spots. He was, but understanding, like, as a performer, hey, I'm not going to be really heavily featured in this. So I have to stand out. That's what I saw from Samoa Joe is – I'm not going to be that heavily featured. Braun is going to be doing the fun stuff. Brock is Brock, and Roman is the heir apparent, okay? So Samoa Joe's kind of the odd man out. Mm -hmm. But he was the one out there who was making the most of what opportunity he was given. He was grabbing at that opportunity, and whenever the camera was on him, he... It, it, he was he belonged there. Oh yeah, when the, before the match even started, when Brock was coming out, the whole time Joe was was like uh, mirroring him mm-hmm. as Brock was walking around the floor. Joe was following in the ring, yeah. just talking garbage. To me, to me, Joe came out great. with wind face, and yeah. I and I I knew deep down that it wasn't going to happen. But you would never know it, given his character's confidence. And that's what you want to see. Alexa Bliss comes out there, and she looks like she's already done. Yeah. Samoa Joe comes out there, understanding that he's not really going to play a heavy role in the match. I mean, he he got plenty of chokes on and everything. Yeah, but he, he comes out with confidence that would make you believe that he could win the match. Exactly. And he's a pro. He's a pro. He's a pro. So later on, Joe has uh, Brock in the Coquina Clutch, um, uh, mirroring their match at Great Balls of Fire. Brock reverses it into an F5, goes for the pin. Roman, Roman breaks up the pinfall. Mm. Um, uh, Roman gets the upper hand. He doles out a bunch of Superman punches. Yeah. Sets up a, a spear Brock. Brock catches him, mm-hmm. gives him an F5, mm-hmm. pins Roman, retains the title. I kind of called the Roman pin. You didn't think Roman was going to get a pin. No, I, I didn't. Thought, and I thought, nope, they're setting up a story for WrestleMania. All right, well. 
Showcase hands. <laughs> I like that you're reciprocated. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice thing to do. <laughs> it is a nice thing to do. I mean, Bob, you got me a Bullet Club Hunter shirt. I mean, what <laughs> the hell am I supposed to do other than reciprocate? That, that, that was more of a heel turn on my part. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm no selling your, your heel turn. <laughs> oh, no. Anyways, uh, let's talk about some of these super chats here and yeah. some questions, then we'll call it a day. Yeah. Well, we're not well, we, call it a day. Okay, not uh, like for us, for the live stream. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We read that one. Uh, we read that one. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, Muhammad Jaber, uh, $10 super chat, says, Happy birthday, Larson. Thank you very much. Happy birthday. I'll accept showcase hands there. Okay. Robin Lego Boy, uh, Kroner, 20 kroners. Uh, says Braun was my favorite part of the pay per view. Your thoughts? I agree. I agree. 100%. My favorite part as well. And finally, five euros from Soft21 uh, says Bobby Roode answers AJ's U.S. Open Challenge on SmackDown Tuesday. Could be. I, the people would mark out. Yeah, that, that arena would so blow the roof off. Massively, massively, if that, when that bar hits. The piano bar, I think it is. Chord. Chord. Is that chord. a chord or a yeah. bar? A bar is a way to, to play a chord on a guitar. All right. Um, Sean Holver, $5. What's next for Reigns, Lesnar, Stroman, and Joe? Um, probably Lesnar, Stroman after last night. I think we're going to get Lesnar, Stroman at no mercy. Yeah. And could be Reigns, Joe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that could that could go down. Um, it's sad because I hope, I hope they continue. To, number one, I, I honestly think that one of my points is like, we know that Brock likes working with Samoa Joe. Yeah. I get the feeling that Brock likes working with the other two as well. I think mm-hmm. he likes working with Roman, and I think he likes working with Braun now, especially yeah, I after tonight. I, I get I that feeling. We got one more super chat here. $2 from Jake Weinrib. Are they going to feed Braun to Brock at no mercy? Yeah, I, 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 I don't believe that he would win over Brock. I don't think anybody, I think at this point, it's, it, Brock's going to have it till Mania. Yeah, I think that's pretty much That's going to be the case. So, um, but I think Braun will probably be the one uh, wrestler up until Mania that's really going to push Lesnar to the edge. I hope so. Of defeat. I hope so. I would hope so. Because if they do that, then even in the loss, Braun's going to look great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Because we've seen, we've seen that with him and Roman. I mean, you can kind of like, you can't really declare definitively who has come out of that feud. That's what makes it so good. On top, which is what makes it great. How do you, do, how do you go through a feud and both men look amazing on the aftermath? That's yeah, what you want. I know. That's what you want. I know. That's, that's when things are booked correctly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, anyways, that's it for the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We yes, really appreciate you it. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. I appreciate it. And keep an eye out for our NXT review. It's going to go up tonight. Yep. We're going to do that after lunch. All right. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this 
when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs> 